Sunday night, and you're listening to WKRM Radio from Columbia, Tennessee, coming at you from that WKRM Mule Town Radio Tower of Power, high atop Mount Parnassus in beautiful downtown Columbia on 103.7 FM, 1340 AM, if you're on your tractor. And reaching out to the world on WKRMRadio.com. It's time for George Hamilton V's Americana Central Time, y'all. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Well, howdy, y'all. This is your friend, George Hamilton V, and we are here with our very first episode of Americana Central Time for the 2024 season. We're coming up to you live on WKRM Radio, Columbia, Tennessee, the Americana music entertainment capital of the world. Man, oh, man, it's so good to be here. We got Americana Ann right here. Americana Ann, are you there? Hey, GV. Man, oh, man, you are here. I am. You know, we can't say yet who our guests are because we always like to keep no, you in suspense. No, but what we can say is your son Nash is here. We can say my son and George Hamilton IV's grandson. Nash is here. He's going to be doing some engineering with us. we got special guests. We have extremely special guests. We do, and we also have a phone call from Marshall McGall with a tale from the backwards sea. That's right, we do. Well, you know, we love to talk about the fact that we are here in Columbia, Tennessee. Can you say that with me, Americana Ann? I can. Columbia, Tennessee. And, of course, it is Columbia, Tennessee, which is also known as Mule Town, USA. And we always like to kick off the Americana Central Time show with a little song about the mule train. And I always like to say, let's hop on that mule train, y'all, after I do this. What's that question, Americana Ann? I, I've... It's not a question, it's a statement. But one of the people that we have as our guest tonight has been on the show before, but it was three years ago. That will keep people guessing. That's going to be so good. We can't say his name. That's right. That'll keep you all waiting. So now (laughs) it's time to hop on that mule train for Americana Central Time. Here is my most favorite people in the world, the one and only Maddox Brothers and Sister Rose, y'all. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clop in the long. Ah! Mule train! Ah! 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 
soon they're gonna reach the top. Clippity pop, clippity pop, clippity, 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 clippity,
tell you what, I got somebody in the show here right now. This <laughs> Who's that talking in the background? That's Maybell Carter talking in the background, and earlier it was me and Earl Scruggs. And you are? John McEwen is Madeline. my name. How about a hand for John McEwen? Yeah. Okay, great. We are so glad to have you here <laughs> on Americana Central Time tonight. Thank Your you. music has inspired the world. Millions and millions of fans worldwide have probably learned how to play the banjo from John McEwen. Well, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that Soldier's Joy is something that really affected people. Yeah. I have people that have emailed me. I heard that 50 years ago. I heard it 40, 30, 20, 10, whatever years ago. Yeah. And, and, uh, that made me want to start playing the banjo and frailing. Yeah. I, I do three-finger style like Earl Scruggs, or yeah. I do the frailing. Yeah. And Earl liked my frailing a lot. I'm very yeah. proud of that. Yeah. Now, Gary Scruggs, his son, told me, yeah, Daddy told me he thought you were the best. I, I, I hate to say this, but he's, <laughs> I'm quoting Gary Scruggs. Yeah. Uh, you're the best frailer he's ever heard. Wow. And that, that's... He hasn't heard some of the guys around, though. But anyway, that was really, uh, I'm turning red right now, I think. Cause of well, now, yesterday was Earl Scruggs' 100th birthday? Yes, sir. Yeah, and it's so interesting, up on your Facebook page, which you have so many wonderful social media things going on. You are high-tech, Jummy Kuhn. Well, thank you. I put a bunch of social media stuff up there about it. Uh, the, in other words, one thing on my Facebook is a capturing my brother did of the first time Earl Scruggs came to see the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yeah, and to watch what all, and I'm sorry to interject here, but I just have to say, it brought tears to my eyes because as your brother pans around to Earl and to see the smile on his face as you are doing that banjo and George the Six, Nash, who's in the studio with us, would be engineering just a few. He said, wow, <laughs> John can play that banjo. So did you ever race with Earl and any kind of banjo. Ever do what? Did you ever sort of go, okay, like, you know, like, see who plays even faster? No, no, no it was never a contest. Yeah. With, with Mr. Scruggs, with Earl, it was always the music. It yeah. was always make it pretty. He, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't one of those... So many years you hear, hey, he's faster than Bob. Yeah. Or he's faster. Than, I think Short Red is faster than him. Yeah. You know, whatever the, the comments yeah. would be. Uh, but that was the speed thing was always just like, well, he's faster, but it's not as nice. Well, when you met, <laughs> when you met Earl Scruggs, and this was Vanderbilt 1970? Yes, sir. Uh, that was in, late in the year, homecoming. Yeah. How many years had you been playing the banjo at that time? Mm. Four or five. Wow. I think. Yeah. And uh, Gary Scruggs brought him and the whole family. Yeah. The whole family. the mother. And, and, Randy. Uh, and uh, to, to see us. And I asked Earl, I said, why did you want to come see us? And he said, I wanted to meet the banjo picker that played Randy Lynn Rag the way I intended to. Wow. And that was on, wow. that was his song. Yeah, that I'd played on the Uncle Charlie album. Yeah, and so it was like I got a big head for about an hour. Yeah, you know. And of course, the Uncle Charlie album, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, the band that you were co-founder of, and uh, that night backstage at Vanderbilt, nineteen seventy, was that when you sort of sort of helped instigate the idea of the Will the Circle Be Unbroken album? It's just a historic. No, album. it wasn't. Okay, it was. Uh, 
so six months went by okay. after he had met us. Yeah. And I got to know him and Louise a little bit. Yeah. Louise was pretty standoffish or cautious. She protected Earl. Okay. She was the best manager he could have. And manager, yeah. yeah. And she managed Flat and Scruggs. She's yeah. the one responsible for the ampersand between Flat and Scruggs. Nice. You know, the, uh-huh. the emblem. Yeah. She'd always make sure that was there to make yeah. them not look like reno and smiley or something yeah and uh and uh she was very clever and for six months went by and earl was coming to colorado and uh playing a place called Tulagi's in boulder okay and i went to see him every night yeah he was playing five nights wow and i was taking him back to the hotel and it was a big trip for me i mean 1971 yeah. and i'm Hanging out with Earl Scruggs and yeah. Gary and Randy and Vassar, and he had the Earl Scruggs Review playing this club. Yeah. And one night, the last night, I was taking him to the hotel, and I says, uh, Earl, Earl, uh, <clears throat> Earl, um, would you, I, 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 I was really stammering. Would you mind recording with it? Would you want to record with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? Wow. And he said, I'd be proud to. Wow. And I almost fell out of the car. Yeah. But the next night, Doc Watson, Earl was gone down the road. The next night, Doc Watson was playing the same club. Okay. And I asked him. I was, I went there by myself and I went, (laughs) Doc, uh... We're making an album with Earl Scruggs. We weren't making an album. We were. <laughs> he just said he'd record with us, you know, and we'd like you to be part of it. Well, the other guys in the group had knew nothing about this conversation. Only yeah. my brother. My brother yeah. managed and produced the records of okay. the Nitty Gritty Dirt uh-huh. Band, and that'd be Bill. Yes, Bill. Yeah. and he shot the photos, all the wonderful photos. That, yeah, that. Uh, our scene of the early dirt band and the circle beyond broken sessions. Yeah. And Bill said on Monday, on Monday, I'm going to call Merle Travis and get him and see if he wants to do it. Wow. And so Merle Travis on Monday said, yes. So within three days time, we had Earl doc and Merle Travis. Wow. And we had no idea what we were going to do. Yeah. We're going to have Earl play a song or two, or maybe uh-huh. three. I wanted to record Soldier's Joy, yeah. the song we just heard. Yeah. That was my dream as a teenager, to meet and play with Earl Scruggs. Yeah. Some point in time, I'm going to. I don't know how. Yeah. Well, I've got to play the banjo. <laughs> yeah. I knew that. Yeah. And I need to have a band. I Probably a band would be a good idea. Yeah. So when I started this group with Les Thompson and Jeff and and uh, Jimmy and uh, we started we made four albums yeah they didn't do they did progressively worse <laughs> but the fifth album was the Uncle Charlie yeah and his dog Teddy yeah yeah and that had three hits on it that made the record company listen when my brother and I went to the record company president and said we need some money, Mr. Yep. Stewart. It was more like Mr. Stewart, Mike Stewart was his name. Yeah. Uh, we need to make this record. We need some funding. He put up the money. Nice. $22,000. Wow. 
Which wow. Was, wow. <laughs> which is, and you're laughing now because you can't make a demo for 22000 Yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> but it was $22,000 to cover tape costs, hotels, airfares, wow. and paying people, yeah. and studio time. Yeah. And, and it came in under budget. Yeah, and in the long run, so Mother Maybell was on there, uh, Roy Acuff, Merle Travis, Doc Watson, of course, Earl Scruggs, Brother Oswald. Who Roy was, Acuff. Roy Acuff, yeah. And Jimmy Martin. Yeah. Uh, it was really g- great to get Jimmy Martin on there. Cause, yeah. Well, Jeff didn't know who Jimmy Martin was. Uh-huh. And, uh, I bet Jimmy told him. Who's Jimmy Martin? <laughs> I, said, I just said, you'll find out. Yeah. He's the best bluegrass singer out yeah. there. Yeah. And when you'd meet Jimmy Martin, you'd say, hi, I'm Jimmy Martin, the world's best bluegrass singer. I know. Well, it was and, fun to go by the, the graveyard, I think Spring Hill Cemetery, whichever one over there on Gallatin Road. Yeah. And long before he passed away, his gravestone was there heralding, you know, the story yeah, of his it's life. It's about an eight-foot-tall yeah. thing, and it says, here lies the world's best bluegrass singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody agreed with him. Yeah. I, I, I agreed with him. Yeah. My, oh, bro- yeah. my brother and I spent a couple of years playing Jimmy Barton music in L.A. before the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band started. Yeah. And because uh, he had a magic bunch of songs. Yeah. But, but we we only imitated the way he did them. All right. We didn't really do it because only Jimmy could be Jimmy Martin. Yeah, for sure. And only John McEwen could be John McEwen. You know, we're going to take a commercial break and be right back. Oh. This is so exciting for us. It's our very first show of Americana Central Time. I appreciate that. Well, to have you on Americana Ann, she did a lot of background work. Americana Ann, you always get the scoop. How do you do that? Well, I have a really good friend. Uh-huh. It's a mutual friend, Lisa Crary. Okay. Yeah. And I was in her her spa one day, and so I was just talking to her about the show, and she happened to mention that she had known the two of you. Wow. So, the, the two of us being me and my wife, Marilyn. Well, yes, uh-huh. you and your wife, Marilyn. Don't yes. want to leave her out. No, yeah. absolutely not. Well, I'll tell you what. She's sitting here in the room. We've got Brian Smith here. We've also got the country dumpling with some of that the country dumpling banana bread. Have you ever had banana bread? I'm ready. All right, and we got Bill Kenner over here. Bill, how you doing? Wonderful. All right, we're going to get Wonderful. back to Americana Central Time in just a few minutes. we got some words from our sponsors here, WKRM, and then we'll be right back with more Americana Central Time on WKRMRadio.com all around the world with the legendary John McEwen oh. <laughs> right here in Columbia. I'll see you all in just a few. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931 Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Kerry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio 103.7 WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Radio! 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 Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. That's me, George Hamilton V, and this is John McEwen right here in the studio with me and Americana Ann. And we got Bill Kenner right here in a row. He's got some instruments. John McEwen's got some instruments. We got Nash Hamilton getting ready to engineer. We got Brian Smith doing this wonderful video all around the world. Am I correct? How about a round of applause for Brian? I tell you what, uh, we got the country dumpling just brought us in some wonderful banana bread. Banana bread, and it's gluten free. It's gluten free. Yes. And I always like to set up our singers and musicians with banana bread before they start performing because it makes it so much easier to try to get the words out correctly. But guess what? What? Bill is allergic. No way. Way. To gluten free? To bananas. To bananas. That's okay. We'll have something else later. You know, the Country Dumpling has got all kinds of things over by the historic train depot in beautiful downtown Coolidge, Tennessee. There's a storefront right. location. The Country Dumpling's online at The Country Dumpling on Facebook. Got an Instagram. I believe there's a TheCountryDumpling.com. Am I correct, Americana? I think you're correct. Well, we'll yes. be bringing the The Country Dumpling in in just a few minutes. But now that we have the John McEwen <laughs> seal of approval, we're going to move into... Uncharted waters here now. You but can I play think some... he likes I the know. banana bread. You like the banana bread? Oh, I... yeah. Yeah. Thanks for not interrupting me. I was eating it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gave me more time just to ramble on and on and yeah. on like I like to do. <laughs> but, you know, we have a special song we're getting ready to play and probably set up here. You're gonna That's show business for the, the backstory of what is coming <laughs> up next, John McEwen. Yeah, well, um, we, we were doing the Uncle Charlie album. We wanted to get on the radio. It was our fifth record. Yeah. And we had a new guy in the group, Mr. Jimmy Ibbotson. Yeah. And he brought in his voice and his guitar and bass and drums. He played them all, and he brought such a, a wonderful attitude. In fact, he... We found out about a year later that he brought several attitudes. Wow! But <laughs> uh-huh. When we dealt with the nice one, it was great, and he had the yeah. he had the best voice <laughs> that the Dirt Band had ever had. All right. And Jeff Hanna might disagree, but I think he'd be saying more hits. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it doesn't matter if he disagrees. People agree that Jimmy sang the songs great. And you're saying and, he was a drummer? Or he is a drummer? Well, he was a bass player, guitar player. Okay. And Ibby heard this song, because Kenny Loggins had, had been coming up to our dressing room saying, hey, you guys want to do some of my songs? Yeah. I got some songs, listen. He would go through these songs, and <laughs> we couldn't make any, he couldn't calm them down. Uh-huh. He was so excited. Yeah. But, 
Kenny, can you come up to my house and we'll make a I'll make a demo of your song. He came up to my Laurel Canyon house in, yeah. in Hollywood, Laurel Canyon. Yeah. And uh I had a great tape recorder, a little two track, little. Nice. It weighed about a hundred pounds, but yeah. it recorded concertone tape recorder at fifteen inches per second. Yeah. It recorded and sounded great with cheap microphones even. And Kenny, at 18 years old, made this five-song demo that, oh my gosh. I mean, I'd listen to these, and one of the songs was Danny's song. Yeah. Even though we ain't got, got money. money. Yeah. yeah. And, well, I, I told <laughs> I told Jeff, this song is perfect for you. He goes, oh, no, it's too much of a hippie song. That's okay. not, it's not a hit. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... Jimmy Ibbotson heard House at Pooh Corner. Yeah. And he wanted to do it. Yeah. Because he was a, a Pooh Corner freak when he was a kid. Yeah. And Kenny was so excited. Because me, I was recording him. It was the first time he'd ever recorded. Yeah. You know? And then I tell him, hey, Kenny, the band's going to do four of the songs that we recorded. Wow. And he goes, wow, cool. Yeah. And then I called him up and said, uh, a couple months later, House of Pooh Corner is going to be one of the singles. It's going to be a single. It's coming wow. out in, in next week. Yeah. He was so excited. His first release. He's only 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. Then I called him the next day. I said, Kenny, the record company called us and said, we can't put out Pooh Corner because Disney called them and said they own Pooh Corner, uh, all the rights, uh-huh. and we can't do it. Wow. And he got all bummed out. Yeah. He was like, oh, man, this is, oh, my first, oh. And he's groaning and moaning. And his girlfriend says, "Uh, what's the matter, Kenny? And he said, he told her the story. Disney won't let him put it out because she goes, well, maybe I should call my daddy. Well, who's your daddy? You want to ask that, right? Who's your daddy? Who is your daddy? Who's your daddy, baby? My father's the CEO of Disney. He might be able to. (laughs) (laughs) And he was. Yeah. And the record company got a call the next day saying, you can put out that Pooh Corner song. And it it made it to number 15 on the pop chart. Number one in Kansas City and several places. Yeah. But uh, number uh, 30 in some places. But. It was it was out there. Well, yeah, and everybody knows it. You know, people say, "Oh, how's the food corners?" You know, and going like, "Man, oh man!" Yeah. You know, so. And I have some of the demo that I made with Kenny. If you want to hear it, yeah. See if yes. That, see if that'll play. Let me try to pull this up here on the jukebox right now. Are you ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Here we go. How's the food corner? This is Kenny at 18 years old. And he's he's singing it. It's like first first take. Christopher Robin and I walked alone under branches lit up by the moon. And he messed up. He had to start it over. <laughs> Christopher Robin and I walked along under branches lit up by the moon Posing our questions to our Eeyore as our days disappeared all too soon But I've wandered much further today than I should 
And I can't find my way to three acre wood So help me if you can I've got to get back to the house at the corner by one You'd be surprised there's so much to be done Count all the bees in the hive Chase all the clouds from the sky Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I knew when he was doing that, this is really an unusual song. It's yeah. really neat. And the band, we took it, and Jimmy Fadden played one of the genius guitar solos. This guy didn't even play the guitar, really. Could he, I play just a touch of y'all's version? Yeah, play a little bit. And, and so they hear the, the before and the Jimmy after. Jimmy Fadden does this... Uh, with the wah-wah pedal, yeah, that is just perfect for this song. Yeah, well, here's this a, a touch of Pooh Corner with Ned Gritty Dirt. Yeah, this is what happened to that song. Two months later, it was sounding like this. Lit up by the moon Posing our questions to Owl and Dior As our days disappeared all too soon But I wandered much further today than I should And I can't find my way to the three-acre wood So help me if you can I've got to give Surprise, there's so much to be done. Count all the bees in the hive, chase all the clouds from the sky. Back to the days of Christopher Robin and Pooh. Yeah, Man, you want to hear the rest of it, you got to come to the City Winery, January seventeenth. Yeah, now tell us all about that upcoming January seventeenth at the City Winery. Tell us, John. That's gonna be a special show that I'm putting together. I've got hope I can remember all the names. Larry Stevenson. Yeah. You know who that is? He's a yeah. great bluegrass singer. Yeah. And um, You said John Carter Cash? Yeah, John Carter Cash. I've known him since he was Fourteen. I didn't. Yeah. He didn't know me, but I knew him. Uh-huh. That's when I. That's when we. And his wife will be there too. She's quite a singer. Oh, she's wonderful. She has her own record com- record contract uh, yeah. deal and everything. Yeah. And uh, Anna Christina. Now you know there's a, a very handsome young man who's actually in the studio with you tonight. Both of y'all are very handsome young men. Oh, we'll get to him in a okay. minute. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a very special show. I will say because George the Six, Nash Hamilton, and I, I said. Have you? Do you know John McEwen? He said, yeah, I know John McEwen. I said, no, you don't know John McEwen. Let's look at some of these podcasts you do, the history that you hmm. put on your Facebook page that links to these videos, talking about whether Circle Be Unbroken or all these type of things. We've been watching also the Will and Nelson television on, uh, oh, yeah. on Paramount, I believe it is. But this thing that you do, it's so neat that at this time – Folks like yourself are, are telling these stories and bringing us back to what the music is all about because this history that you have and the history that you 
wanted to be a part of back in the days with the uh, with the Circle Beyond Broken. You're passing it on to new people now, and people are finding out about it. And it's interesting how people say, yeah, I know all about that, but they don't. They hear it now, and it's like all brand new again. And you put it all together with Thank such... heavens it's yeah. what's old is new. Yeah. Because oh, <laughs> I still have something to do. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've got a book. The book came out. How long ago did the first book come Which out? Which book? Oh, the first Let's one see. came out four years ago. It's called The Life I've Picked. Yeah, The Life and I Picked. It's the yeah. best title I've ever. It, I had two pages of titles. Okay. And I'm going, oh, these all suck. And I said to my <laughs> wife, Marilyn, I'm going downstairs. I won't be up until I figure out a title for this thing. Because I was going to turn in the manuscript the next day I had to turn it in with a title. Yeah. And I got to figure out a title for this Life I've Picked. Yeah. And I went, what? Uh-huh. A title for what, John? <laughs> the life I've picked. Yeah. I got to go write that down. Yeah. And I wrote it down, and every other title paled by comparison. Yeah. You know, the yeah. nitty gritty road or the dirt road or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, it just didn't. Uh, yeah. I, but mean, I that- gave the nitty gritty dirt band. The best years of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the time, I think the best years are ahead. I for but, sure think so. But, yeah, so many great years already. But man, for you, the sun never sets. <laughs> How do you do it? Do you stay up twenty four hours a day? Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, I just know the you see less in the rearview mirror than you see in the windshield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking straight ahead. Now, you just got in. You were, I was talking to you on the phone maybe yesterday, I think it was, and you were coming back from a show date, yeah. I believe. Atlanta. Yeah, you're always. Did two shows in Atlanta. That was fun. Those are great people down there. Yeah. Anyway, going back to, where was I? Well, uh, we were talking about Pooh Corner. Yeah. We are talking about coming up the City Winery January 17th. Right. Yeah. And that's going to, oh, oh, I was talking about who was on the show. Yeah. Be- Becky, Becky Bueller. Yeah. B- Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Yeah. I, I know somebody named Bueller, but her name is Buller. Yeah. I keep getting them mixed up. She's a great fiddle player. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm bringing Barry Waldrop. He's a, nice. he's a session guy that plays a ton of sessions in yeah. Muscle Shoals. Yeah. And he's been around for years. Yeah. I'm bringing uh, some of these people I have only met a couple times. Okay. John Carter Cash I've worked with and Anna. Yeah. But one of the guys, well, uh, Brian McDowell will be there. and He's been playing with me this past year. But there's a guy I've known for probably 40 years, and he's going to come. And I'm so excited that Bill Kenner is going to come sit in and play that mandolin. Bill Kenner? Yeah, here I come. He may even be in the studio with us right now. How about a hand for Bill Kenner? This is fantastic. I had no idea that Bill Kenner was going to be there. You're talking top of the line, top shelf musicians and and songwriters. Bill, tell us all about it. Well, where do I begin, John? You you want me to talk about New York? No, I I want to know how I ran into you the first time. I, I don't remember. I just picking parlor. No, nah, what well, could have been, but it could have been the exit in too. Yeah, I mean, I know you and I went over there a couple times and sat in with somebody playing, and I don't remember who it was, but I don't remember exactly who we met. But, but uh, I know. Well, I went to what happened. Is I was I was playing in a band. I was just starting to play bass with Barefoot Jerry, a band here yeah. in town. 
Yeah. And they were going to play Willie Nelson's Fourth of July Picnic, and it was the second one they had. And the Dirt Band was playing. Oh, there. that's right. That's where we, that's where we hung out together. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I think I first met you. I think so. Briefly, whatever. So. What it was that I'd, I'd been recording with with Leon Russell and Willie Nelson and J.J. Kale, and I was going to go down there and play bass with Barefoot Jerry and go home and see my mom and dad in Houston. I'm thinking this was this is cool. Well, they told me two nights before I'm supposed to go down there. Oh, the old bass players are going to play, and you can't go. And I went, well, this ain't cool. I mean, I've been rehearsing for three weeks, waiting yeah. on this show, and my mom and dad think I'm coming. So I fly my own self down there, rent a, take my dad's truck, drive up to the deal. And I've got my mandolin with me, and I walk in the in the gate. What they wouldn't, my name wasn't on the gate, but I remembered the bass player whose place I was taking, and I remembered his name. I don't remember what it is now, but <laughs> I told him, "Oh well, yeah, I'm so you know, I'm I'm Johnny Lee," and and they go, "Yeah, your name's on this. Come on in." So I walk in, the, I walk in there, and there's there's Leon's manager, Denny Cardell, who I'd been recording with Leon and Willie and the Cats, you know. And he said, oh, Leon's going to love seeing you here. Come on in. And, I, and that's about when I met you coming in the gate, or maybe it was a little later in the day. But I hung out with Willie on their yeah. Winnebago all day long. And they nice. kept saying, we're going to get you up and play. We're going to get you up and play. Just hold on. We're going to get you up and play. And it was a hot day, and there comes Barefoot Jerry, and their band get up and play at 3, 2 in the afternoon. It was yeah. hot. You know, I'm sitting there on air-conditioned butts with Willie and Leon. <laughs> <laughs> And then so but during that afternoon, I think it was John comes up and says, hey, we're going to, I guess we'd met somehow before. Yeah, we've played before that. But because you came up and said, hey, we, you know, they thinking I'm somebody now at Willie Nelson's deal, but I've just really <laughs> snuck in the gate, you know. And they say, we're going to play in New York next week. Are you want to come be our guest mailing player? And I went, well, yeah, that'd be great, you know. So I'm thinking, well, this is pretty cool. I'm so, you know, I'm to get up. They call me in up the last song of the night. If you look at that show. Yeah. The 4th of July show, you'll hear me playing Goodnight Irene, closing nice. the whole show, the whole show with, with with Willie and Leon, you know? Wow. So it was kind of like, well, I didn't know. I saw Mickey Raphael one day, and he said, Kendra, have you seen this this 74 video of the show? And I said, no. He said, man, you're the... You close out the show. That's <laughs> all I stuck in that game. So anyway, so next week I go to New York. Well, well, I get on the plane. It's my first trip to New York. Wow. And all of Wings is on there except Paul McCartney. And they've wow. been here recording for about six weeks. And, well, I'm just the biggest. In Beatle. Nashville. Yeah, they've been yeah. recording here, and I'm just the biggest Beatle freak in the world, you know. And I get on the plane, there's all the Wings and. And they think I'm something because I'm going to play with the nitty gritty dirt band in New York. Yeah. So they all surrounded me and like you know on the plane talk. Oh yeah, well Jimmy McCullough decides he wants to go with me and, and not go into London. So he's he he's, he wants to go to the bottom line. is where they yeah. were playing. So yeah. I'm thinking, well this is cool. I've got a member of Wings with me showing up at my first gig in New York with the dirt band. So wow. So I walk wow. you know. So I remember he wanted to leave Eastman to send a limo. To pick us up and leave, but said, "Get on our plane. You can't stay in here. You got to get in London. You know you're not approved to stay here any longer." He's, "No, nah, I'm staying." So I here I'm going through my first trip to New York, going through the city with Jimmy McCullough from Wings. Yeah, show up at backstage with the Dirt Band. Well, I remember John. He said he took me. He said, "Come on, I want you to go with me." And we took a subway. Right. You know, <laughs> well, I never, you know, taking a subway in New York. We're going over to Washington Square. Is that where you took me? No, Washington Square is a walking three blocks. But okay, well then, then I know you took me to Washington Square. Yeah, I did. 
But I don't remember how we got on the subway because that's the only time I've ever been in the yard with you. You know, somewhere the subway came in there because I'm thinking, God, this is cool, man. I'm just getting everything in here, you know. But And then you end up on stage with Bonnie Raitt, Linda wow. Ronstadt, who else? And Wendy Wallman. Yeah. yeah. And Wendy Wallman. So so I kept, you know, so the first set they, they came up to me and they go, you know. They were sitting in with us. Yeah. I, I always tried to get as many people to sit in yeah. as I could. Yeah, if you play the fiddle. Yeah, let me play a little bit. Okay, yeah, you want to come up in the middle, you know, and things like that. But Kenner was a great player then. Yeah, and yeah. Then. then he is now. <laughs> no, you are now. You were. Well, so, you you so, brought your instruments in tonight. You so, got a mandolin with you. So let me tell you just a little bit more of okay. the story, because <laughs> yeah. So you know, so they said they they said, well, you know, we under, you understand you really like Linda Ronstadt a lot. And I went, oh yeah, I love Linda Ronstadt. Well. We just want to tell you, don't be nervous, but she's going to come in and sit and sing sing with us because we've been recording with her all day. I think some of the guys had, or I think Jimmy played harmonica on something. And, and anyway, so I, they call me out there, here's our special guest, Bill Kenner. Come on out, Bill Kenner, however it went. And I walk out there, and there's Linda Ronstadt sitting right in front wow. of me, right there. And I'm going, holy mackerel, how am I going to play, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we got through it. She comes backstage. Oh, man, you're the new Bill Monroe and all this stuff. She just wanted to marry me. And I was thinking, golly, I got to go home and get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I, you know, that was how that went. And then the next, so I kept seeing this lady backstage or this girl, and it was Bonnie Wright. And I kept saying, I know you. I don't know you. I, I know I've seen you, and I figured out. I'd seen her the night before with her dad on TV, yeah. with John Wright. Yeah. And I didn't know who she was. I know I, I just saw John Wright. You know, he said, yeah, that's my dad, John Wright. Well, I saw you on TV last night. So anyway, so here comes the next show. They put, call me out there to come play. And then uh, then Linda came out with Bonnie Wright and Wendy Wallman. And, and part of Linda's band came up and played, I remember. And... Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Mc, Jimmy McCulloch, I, I asked yeah. him the first show, hey, you want to sit in with us? He goes... No, I'm just gonna. Wa- I'm just going to watch. And but the, but the first show went by, and he said, second show, uh, if you still want me to sit in, I'd be glad to. And, yeah. And he did the second show. Then he just, you know, he was just came out and blew everybody. Away. But he came wow. out and he stood there playing rhythm guitar on three songs, standing there like a statue. I and I told him, I said. When I point at you, you're going to take the next solo. <laughs> and I pointed at him, and it was like I threw a switch. <laughs> he jumped to the middle of the stage and was, you know, yeah. just, and and people loved it. Fantastic! My first show with the Dirt Band in New York City. That's yeah, Bill Kenner. What a story! Yeah, man, oh man! And of course, John McEwen. We got you and Bill here in the studio right now. Now, John, you've got like a, what is this called? Is it like a resonator guitar or what you call this? It's a, yeah. Aha, uh-huh. let me turn it up a touch. Oh, yeah. This is a detuning. When, when I was, when Rodney Crowell sent me a tape that had a song on it for the Dirt Band. Okay. And the band's manager told me, I'm having Krauss send you this tape, take it over to the group. And I took this song over, and it was it sounded like a hit. Yeah. Just, it was just him and Roseanne. And uh, I played it on this guitar, and when Jimmy Ibbotson started singing, you know, it was one of the six times in this business where I was recording something, and I thought, this will be coming out of the radio. 
Nice. And it really, because, I mean, sometimes I didn't think anything about the song. I just did the best I could. Yeah. But sometimes, like when King Tut, we were the band for King Tut, yeah. was recorded. That's or Steve when Martin, Bojangles was recorded. Bo I thought, Mr. Bojangles. You know, it's, it's like, um, but I started the song. And he goes, way back in my memory, there's a scene that I recall. I can't, I can, yeah. he sang it better. All right. Tons. Yeah. And it's just like a hit. Wow. I, I love the detuning. Oh, yeah. Let's play some, Bill. Here's Bill Kenner and John McEwen, American Century Top WKRN. John McEwen right here. We're going to take a commercial break. Please do. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Live music in the studio. We want to thank Dirk and Mary Susan Kennedy for making all this possible. This station, WKRM Front Porch Radio, has become a vortex for live performance music. Front Porch Radio right here in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. We'll be right back with more Americana Central Time right after this with John McEwen, Bill Kenner, Americana and the Country Dumpling, Nash Hamilton, yours truly, George Hamilton V, and now some words from our sponsors at WKRM. From Mule Town, USA, this is WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee, your home for the Lions, the Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment, Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. 
This is folk singer Michael Jonathan, host of the Wood Songs Old Time Radio Hour, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio, WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. And we are back with Americana Central Time. This show is just fantastic. Got a lot of live music going on here in the studio with the legendary John McEwen. Wait a minute. I got a quick word here. For the one and only Country Dumpling. Country Dumpling, are you here? Sean Brown is here, and it's the Country Dumpling. It is the Country Dumpling. Yes, Hello, it is. the Country Dumpling. Hello, George. How are you doing tonight? Fine. I'm just, you're looking mighty fine. I'll tell you what. You got the smile on your face. It's like you are my sunshine. <laughs> I love that song. I, I do have a pie crust that they actually people have called a sunshine crust because it's the way it's designed. So that's, now, that's that it. is the Country Dumpling. Now, you are you got the location over there across from mm-hmm. the historic depot, the depot right there. That's right. Columbia. It, do you have any special things coming up? You're very busy holiday season. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. know people had happy holidays with the Country Dumpling. I have had a nice little couple breaks, a couple weeks off here because um, Thanksgiving and it was, wow, we were busy, which is a blessing. Yeah. Growing pains are blessings. That's yeah. how we get there. But um, it was great. I've enjoyed cooking and making some really unique. We had the sweetest thing happen. A lady called me, and she wanted me to make something for her. And then I ended up with her great-grandmother's chicken noodle recipe. Wow. And this happened to me last year, too, because I like to do special things if I can for people when, when I can. And so I made her great-grandmother's chicken noodle recipe and surprised them, her and her sister, wow. with that as one of their when they place this big order start out just one banana bread next thing you know we've got a pretty big order coming from these folks and so i made that just to surprise them and it was the sweetest thing they sent me you know pictures and they comment back and then of course christmas she goes hey since you made great grandma's do you think you could make those again so it was it was really sweet just making memories well you know the thing I, i just came up with the wonderful slogan many people make handmade things but the country nothing makes heart made things because you cook with heart the country dumpling and this mm-hmm. it's all just crafted especially for the people and this banana bread that you brought in tonight the man the legend our friend john McEwen, he is eating some right now so he can't actually talk but you can probably hear what him that's great i'm so glad you're enjoying it that's actually gluten-free okay which most of my items are gluten-free or soy-free or allergen-free for most of my clients. I try yeah. to make everything like that. So um, you'll have to try my yeast roll recipe. I finally mastered it after mixing like three different kinds of flours and stuff. But I've got a, a good one. And wow. crescent rolls are my next. Sean Brown is an amazing cook. She's an amazing cook. And as always, a happy new year or a happy evening, yeah, a happy meal. With well, not a happy meal. That's a different company. But That's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But I get what you're saying. But if you were over in England, it would be happy eater. Have That's you right. been over to England and eaten at the Happy Eater, hmm. John McEwen, along the motorway? No. Okay, that's good. Well, but, but you're a happy eater tonight because, once again, this banana bread by the Country Dumpling, it's something special. And it stays 
stays good for at least a week. I mean, it gets mm-hmm. good. It's like when you take lasagna and you cook it at home, you put it in the refrigerator, it just gets better and better and better. It's like a fine wine. I've been told that, that after you put it in the refrigerator a couple of days later and you heat it up and have a cup of coffee with it, everyone's yeah. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And the, yeah, so. How can people find out more about The Country Dumpin'? Um, I'm on thecountrydumpin.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. That's actually the best way to get in touch with me is go on Instagram or Facebook and find me and send me a message. Yeah. Um, because you may hours- want to send a message to John McEwen on his Facebook page. The two of y'all could bounce them back and forth, you know. Who knows? Maybe she could bring some of The Country Dumpin' well, cooking. I've been listening to his music stuff. You know, we've got a few other things cooking in a different aspect of my life that I was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. Really well, talented. Maybe she, maybe she can bring some of the banana bread backstage on the 17th of January to the city winery to the John McEwen's big show down there. Yeah, that would be a that good idea. Be, that would be fun. I was listening to him talk about John Carter Cash, and my son actually goes to school with his son, Jack. Cool. And so they've been out to the Carter the studio yeah. and have written some music Cash and hung Cabin. Out. Yeah, Cash yeah. Cabin. It's yeah. a great place. My I've son, recorded out it there many, many times. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. My son was like, oh my God, I sat in Johnny Cash's chair and didn't even know it until later. Yeah. But they're sweet people. It's a well, great place. Well, and that's, to that's what's so cool. The cooking by the country dumpling, it, to me, it goes hand in hand with Will the Circle Be Unbroken, with Mr. Bojangles, with this, this real, authentic feel that. John McEwen is bringing into the building mm-hmm. tonight. Takes you back Maybe. to the good old days. I hear a soundtrack there. I'll give you a little soundtrack music here. Right. Thank you, the country. Thank Dublin. you so much. It was very nice meeting you guys, and I hope you enjoy everything and have a safe night. Yeah. Well, we are back at Americana Central Time after a visit with the country mm-hmm. Dublin. John McEwen, this music, it just flows from your fingers. Is this a new song? I don't know. I was just I was just playing notes. Uh, you know, is that a song? <laughs> well, you and Bill Kenner regaled us with some wonderful picking just a few minutes ago. We heard the story of Bill Kenner on stage in New York City, and uh, also talking about Willie's picnic. I encourage people watch this Willie Nelson documentary that's going on. But go to the John McEwen Facebook page. Where can people, is there like a YouTube channel that's uniquely John McEwen? You can find it through John McEwen Music and or my website. My mother thought of my website name. All right. It's John McEwen. Aha. Uh-huh. She <laughs> was way ahead of her time. Yeah, but she didn't spell it easy. Yeah, it, it's I know. M-C-E-U-E-N. M-C-E-U-E-N. Yeah. But yes, whatever. I'm yeah. glad you did that. So once again, it's M. Little C, capital E, U E N. If you're going to John M C E U E N dot com, yeah, wow, dot net dot com. It's everything. Yeah, and you've even played with the Muppets, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I did a. Uh, I got a call one day. Would you like to do Oh Susanna with the Muppets? Wow. And I said, no, not the Muppets, Sesame Street. Sesame Street. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was like, yeah, sure. It was the first time I'd ever sung on a video, lip synced yeah. a song, and I did it with fifty kids, uh, fifty, go- fifty goats, a cow, and a dozen kids. Wow! On a farm. Yeah. And I got sicker than I'd ever been after that. <laughs> <laughs> the little girl on my left side, her nose was running the whole time. And, and, but it was really fun. Yeah. At a farm on Long Island. Yeah. And uh, it's nope. Oh Susanna. 
Yeah, no, we were talking. And, and, oh, go ahead. And my wife and I were leaving a restaurant in L.A. Okay. <laughs> a couple years later, a year later, and this kid kept looking at me from behind his mother's legs. He'd look out and he'd go, <laughs> and he'd hide behind his mom again. And he'd reach out and look. He'd stick his head out and go, <laughs> he, he looked at this kid is out, out of nowhere just looking at me and crying. And the mother says, I, I need to explain something to you. Right. I said, please do. I feel like Hannibal Lecter here. And uh, it was like, well, we have the Oh Susanna video. Yeah. And he thought you were a lot smaller. <laughs> So he stuck his head out again from behind the mother, and I yeah. went, and I come from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so you have such adventures like that one, and of course, being with uh, Steve Martin, King Tut, so Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and you, you were with the musicians to King Tut. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And you've known Steve for, since the beginning, I guess. Well, did uh, you all start playing banjo at the same time? Well, I, 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 he's nice enough to say that I taught him how to play. Cool, and I appreciate that. But he took it really a long way, and he's great. Yeah, and in fact, I told him, "You need to make your own album." Finally, yeah. when I was living in New York, my wife and I moved to New York at one point for five years because I, I just needed to do some new things. Yeah, and I accomplished ten things in New York that I wouldn't have otherwise. One of them was producing steve's album nice and we won a grammy for it steve yeah. martin the crow new songs for yeah. the five string banjo yeah and uh, and that was really my brother had produced his earlier four okay. albums yeah they didn't win a grammy <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. that was really fun yeah i mean too. so now, you've even, have you recorded with the Almond Brothers? I recorded a version of Just Not My Cross to Bear the week it was written by Greg Almond when he was in Hollywood before yeah. the Almond Brothers started. Wow. Is there I'll, anything that you I'll haven't come play that. I'll come play that for you sometime. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it was in that same period when I made that Kenny Loggins tape. Yeah. I drug my tape recorder over to his apartment and yeah. set it up, and he was playing a Worcester electric piano, and... Merle Briganti and Larry Sims from the Sunshine Company yeah. were playing bass and drums. They later went on to become the bass and drummer of Loggins and Messina. Yeah. They did that for seven years. Yeah. And we he had it written, just not my cross to bear. Only the brothers were not together at the time. Okay. That's why, did you know that they were my babysitters out here in Nashville before they headed out of town? The Almond Joys. Yeah. And John D. Latimer was working with them, and uh, it just it was out of luck. They babysat for me, my brother, my sister, and the Latimer kids one day when John D. and my father and his wife and my mother went out, you know, wow. there with the Almond Brothers. And here's this connection. Do you feel like we've known each other forever? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... I'll, feel, I'll tell you, this. let me play a song for you. Okay. But before you do, can okay. you please just mention Jack Benny? How did you get together with Jack Benny? Well, that was back in 1967 okay. when we had our first top 30 hit. It was number 31, actually, is how far it made it. Can you still call it top 30? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's big. It was top 30s. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were you on his show? What it happened? was Buy From Me The Rain, the one that started... like folk music. Yeah. Buy for me the rain, my darling, buy for me the rain. Buy for me the crystal pool that falls upon the plain. And I'll buy for you a rainbow and a million pots of gold. Buy it for me now, dear, before I am too old. That's what got us out of doing the jug band music. Yeah. Instead of things like... You know, we we did Buy From Me The Rain, and it put us out there. Our agent, our agency also booked Jack Benning. Okay. (laughs) And he had four shows in Terre Haute. Yeah. And we went and opened for him. Yeah. So that was, wow. and we had dinner with him one night. Yeah. And it was really cool. Yeah. Sitting with a, I mean, he was the king of show business. Yeah. That is wild. I played with a lot of people, met a lot of wonderful people, you know? Leon Russell. Yeah. He and I were friends from 1966 when I first met him. Wow. To where I ended up recording at his house here in Nashville. Yeah. And it was just really a lot of fun. Just Leon and me. I, I might be the only guy. Huh, I wonder. Just done a duet with Leon Russell. Wow. I'll bring Nick by if I come by here again sometime if you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I tell you what. Of course, tonight's not over. And it's just, we are so honored to have you. And, of course, Bill Kenner is here with you. Let's do something, Kenner. You all have said you're going to be here. You're here the whole night. Well, I come here. Such a time. This is the biggest New Year's present I've ever, ever heard Ever, ever, ever. And, GV, they are welcome back anytime. Uh-huh. Here's John McEwen and Bill Kenner on WKRM, Americana Central Time, y'all. That's amazing. This is on that Circle Being Broken album. I love this song. Merle Travis. I am a pilgrim and a stranger Traveling through this wearsome land I've got a home in that yonder city Good Lord, and it's not not made by man Well I've got a mother Sister and a brother Who have gone To that sweet home I just pray that I Can go and See them good lord Over on On that other shore Get it Bill coffin all of my friends uh, uh, both of my friends 
all gathered round. They will say that he is laying there sleeping. Good Lord, sweet peace. His soul is found. Yeah, I'm a pilgrim and a stranger traveling through that. You know, this is not a wearisome land. It, it was one time when the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, when we became the first American group to to go to Russia. Boy, that was a wearisome land. That was 1977. We did 28 shows. And they were all sold out, too. 2,000, 3,000 people. People just wanted to hear American music. They didn't know anything about the Dirt Band, really. We were there to show them. But, see, the radio... It just kind of a, played farm reports and political stuff and things like that. And it was just just a different world. They didn't have commercial radio. I signed three albums, a Temptations album. I signed an Aretha Franklin album. And I signed some other album that I don't know who it was. Wow. But they didn't have any American <laughs> records. And... Uh, in fact, they had Bones records. What that meant is when somebody had, I must go to England to get X-ray. Uh, will you give me passports, please? And they give the guy a passport. He goes to England. He gets an X-ray. And then he goes to a friend's house, and they cut into the X-ray. They cut, you know, the X-ray was a thick uh, 11 by 14 sheet of celluloid. Wow. And they'd record a record into that, like those old plastic records you used to yeah. get in the magazine. And he'd they'd take that back to back to the Soviet Union. KGB stupid. They look at it and they see X-ray. They say, "Oh, he's just bones." Yeah, it's just bones. They wouldn't know what the grooves were. Yeah, they thought it was just part of the X-ray. Then they take the X-ray back. They're back in Soviet Union. They take it to some guy's house and they have three recorders set up to record it because it would only play maybe twice. Wow. Because it was, you know, but they play it and it was like, uh, <laughs> that's how they got music over there. Because really black market, boy. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was a three-year jail sentence if they got caught. But they really wanted that music. <laughs> I am a pilgrim and a stranger traveling through this wearsome land. You know, I, I traded a pair of Levi's for a house and a car. and songs right here with John McEwen and Bill Kenner. That is so fascinating, though, the idea of going to Eastern Europe behind the Iron Curtain. And over in Europe, did you find, uh, with the, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, with the music you all were playing, this rootsy Americana uh, historic music, did you find people over there sometimes even listen to it as much or more than we listened to it over here at the time. It was such a blur. They were listening to it. They were, they were listening to it in so many ways. We couldn't even. 
I could barely figure it out. I, I yeah. mean, actually, I did five lectures at music schools. You know, I, yeah. I don't like to sit around the hotel. So I told our <laughs> tour guys, look, when we get to a town, put me in a music school and I'll talk about American music. Wow. And I was at one school and I had a, had a translator. And they, how, how do you record... In, in America, how do they record a record? Wow. Well, you know, the guys come in, they they wanted to know how the people, how do they know what to play, the musicians? Yeah. Says, well, they'll have a song with a, with a piece of sheet music in front of them that has the chords. And the chords are the number system. Like in, that would be a one if it was in the key of E. And you take the E scale. Are eight notes they repeat, and you go one chord, then it goes to the four chord, which is this is for the people that don't know, I'm yeah, saying. and then it goes to the five chord one, two, three, four, five. So that's a one, four, five. And if it's a minor chord. You, put, you say it's a six minor chord. One, two, three, four, five, six. Whoops. <laughs> two, three, four, five, six. Well. Yeah. So, so it could be a 14, 15, which means one, four, one, five. Wow. And, and. And they go, well, okay, we understand for the chord, but what do the musicians play? What do they know what to play? I said, they play whatever they want. They play what they feel. Yeah. They play something that will fit the song and not get in the way of the singer, but they play what they want. And the room was silent, and the translator was translating, and it, people started talking to each other. What's going on? They're talking to each other, and it... Everybody stood up applauding. Wow. And the translators, it's like, such a wonderful country. You play what you want. Yeah. You play your, you know, they were like, ah. <laughs> they couldn't, freedom. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Because anyway, it was just really, really uh, impactful. Well, I tell you, it, the stories you have, the music you play, I mean, you know, you've made over 40 albums, six solo, that have earned four platinum and five gold recognitions, Grammy, CMA, ACM Awards, Emmy nomination, IBMA Record of the Year Award, and performed another, on another 24, uh, 25 albums as a guest artist. As I mentioned before, do you ever... Go to sleep. Well, you know, those are a lot of those are a long time ago. I've been doing this 55 years, and there's people in Nashville that have done 2,000 sessions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, you've only got 75 uh, albums? <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> you know. uh, Bill Kinner here has played with a bunch more people. I don't know. No, I don't count it. Not like that. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a big number. I mean, yeah. I was just I, I got to do sessions years ago, and I did yeah. commercials, double mint gum. You know, yeah. I wish I'd done chips. a double mint gum. You did one? No, I wish I had. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> they just give you sheet music because there's double mint, double mint, double mint gum. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're, 
And there's all these notes going like, well, I can't read music. I flunked music in college. Yeah. I mean, I got an F <laughs> at music in college. But here I am doing this session with all these great players, you know. So I'd go there and I'd say, here, look, would you play my mandolin part real fast on the piano? They go, okay, okay, here's where it comes in. All right, so I'd be playing. Everybody be playing here because my part, I go, double it, double it, double it, come, you know what I mean? Just whatever the part was, that's how I. You know, yeah. I, got, I do a double mint cup. So you did lousy in music in school. Oh yeah, I did too. I and did. I flunked English, and I'm a. I had number one songs. I, I mean, it's I, like yeah. the, the way I made my living. I flunked in college and high school. It's just, yeah, I just can't believe that. And what, it, Bill, Bill's written like four or five number one songs uh, for yeah. other people. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, not that many, but I've been lucky. Okay, four, three, four. And you know, whatever. Bill is also. Are you a rodeo cowboy? Well, I used to show horses, yeah. cutting horses. I, I love that. That was my passion. you got you know? a ranch out here near Columbia, don't you? Well, we've got some acreage out here, but, yeah. you know, we've got a dog and a bunch of deer. Okay. <laughs> you got some steel drums you've been working I on. I just got some new steel drums. I mean, they were the, made by the guy who's the best steel drum maker from Trinidad. Okay. Named uh, Robert Guppy Brown. Okay. And they were in, I bought it from this guy who had Jimmy Buffett's steel yeah. drum player. Yeah. He or he got he knew the guy and got him to make the steel drums. Whoever you make your steel drums with, your order me some. So yeah. his name is Robert Greenwich, who I happen to know. Yeah. The last time he was in town and didn't have his steel drums, he borrowed mine and tuned them for me. But the old pair I have. But uh, you're, anyway. bringing, you're bringing the mandolin to, to July 17 at this. No, I'm bringing the fiddle. No. <laughs> No, Becky Buller is going to play the teasing. fiddle. I, <laughs> I did play the fiddle one time on the Grand Ole Opry. I played twin fiddle. Oh, with who? Yeah. With Joe Edwards? Yeah, with Joe Edwards. A pic- <laughs> I got a picture of me and Joe Edwards playing. I saw that picture on your site, I believe. Oh, no, I really? I said to George VI, Nash Hamilton, I said, look, that's Joe Edwards. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, but I don't ask me to play fiddle. But one of the, and one of the <laughs> no, songs, you, okay, you're not playing fiddle. <laughs> one of the songs on the wonderful Where the Circle Be Unbroken, uh, Grand Ole Opry on a Saturday night, encouraged me for so many years just hearing y'all pick that. Was that, that was Jimmy Martin? Yeah, was Jimmy Martin, and he didn't, well, he wasn't sure he was going to do that. My brother and I wanted him to do it because we thought it would be perfect for him. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know, a lot of them people are dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yes, Jimmy, we know that. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we may play a bit of that I'm, later, but can I ask you a question on Mr. Bojangles? Yes, the song that man, Nigger Dirt Band, Jerry Jeff Walker wrote the song. Did you find yourself crying sometimes when you played it on stage or when you recorded it? I mean, it's really deep, and it talks about living. A couple times on stage over the years, yeah, I would get really mournful, yeah, because I'd I'd listen to the singing, yeah, the words, yeah, and 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 when the last two verses came in and were Jimmy Evans and Jeff, Jimmy was singing lead and Jeff was harmony. Then it was a two part, 
and it was just like it just was perfect. Yeah, this is perfect. This is as good as yesterday. Yeah, you know, well, it wasn't, but it, in its own way, it was. Yeah, you know, it was one of those landmark songs. Well, it's it's, it's thank you, Jerry song. Jeff Walker. <laughs> yeah. Did you, was there actually a Mr. Bojangles? Was there a person? Jerry Jeff Walker told me years later the real story. Okay. I ran into him at the restaurant. He'd, he'd been listening to me do a radio interview that day in San Francisco. And I ended up at the restaurant at like midnight and he's over at another table. And I go, hey, he, yeah, come sit down. You know, I sat with him. He goes, I hadn't talked to him in two years. He okay. goes, you know, the part of that story you left out was uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, he had done Bojangles at the Main Point Coffee House in okay. Philadelphia. Okay. I had booked the night off so the Dirt Band could go see him because we were on the East Coast, and that was in Philadelphia. And we got there late, and he had just finished, and he had he had what he called the wild turkey night because okay. <laughs> he was laying face down on the floor. <laughs> and I can't do Bojangles. You know, so David Bromberg did it for us. Yeah. And then Jerry Jeff told me, the part you didn't know about is after that show, there was only about 20 people there, and I was really depressed. I'd given this several years. It was like 1969. I'd given it several years, and it was. I was driving to Florida to sell hats on the beach and hot dogs. Okay. I was going to give up the music business. Wow. And I was pulled over to the rest area on I-95 in Virginia. And my buddy in the car, about 5 in the morning, the radio was on a little bit. And he says, hey, Jerry, isn't that your song on the radio? Wow. And it was a Dirt Band's version of yeah. Mr. Bojangles. Yeah. It was just starting its 38-week run. Wow. 38 weeks wow. it was on the charts. Yeah. He says, I cranked that up. It was on the number one station in the area. And I pointed the car at Na at uh, Austin and never looked back. Yeah. And that was really a good feeling to say. This. So, it didn't, uh, so it didn't bother you. We got the words wrong on that last verse. <laughs> wow. Still, still bought my house. Well, we got a commercial break coming up. Please. Can, can I play a little bit of Mr. Bojangles sure. right here? Here is... John McEwen in the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. I play mandolin on this. Mandolin on this. Les Thompson on bass and Jimmy and Jeff on vocals. All right. The song by Jerry Jeff Walker, Mr. Bojangles, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band here. We'll be right back with more of Americana Central Time on WKRM after a word from our sponsors. And this wonderful song right here. Get ready, y'all. Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> I knew a man Bojangles and he danced for you In worn out shoes Silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants The old soft shoe Jumped so high Jumped so high And then he lightly touched down Smoke ran out. He talked of love. 
In Southern Mill, Tennessee, you're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 
Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio 103.7 WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, 
world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Old Opry, George Hamilton V. Man, oh man, I may be a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Old Opry, according to our illustrious announcer emeritus from on high, the one and only Colonel William Covington, whose photo's up there on the shelf, joined me from many, many shows here in the Front Porch Radio House. I may be all of that, but let me tell you what, this is just amazing what I've seen right here. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm just lost for all my words because I had a sheet of paper. Oh, okay. Now, John, you have a show called the it's John McEwen's Acoustic Traveler Show. What's that all about? That's a show that's on Sirius XM. Okay. I've had it for 17 years. Yeah. It's an hour that runs every month six times. Yeah, that is cool. And then you, uh, well, you were inducted into the American Banjo Museum Hall of Fame. Yeah. You, uh, 2004. Very fortunate. Very, very fortunate there. I know. That was very nice. Well, we get back to that once again because... Uh, Oklahoma City is where it is. Yeah. Now, did you see someone out in California as a young lad that made you want to start playing? Was it a, someone named Dillard, perhaps? <laughs> Douglas Flint Dillard, his yeah. name was. Yeah. And he was an inspiration to me at 17 and a half to play the banjo. Yeah. Now, and the Dillards were on Andy Griffith's show, weren't they? Yeah, they were the Darlin family on the Andy Griffith show. Right. They did 13 episodes, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, they have lived in syndication for 50 years. Had you seen them first on Andy Griffith or, or afterwards? I saw them first live, and then I saw them on Andy Griffith. Yeah. And that really, it really took me away. I was... Uh, I was a lost kid. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I was 17 and a half, 18. I got my first banjo. And at, uh, at, at uh, yeah, at 19 and a half, my brother and I made it to the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band hadn't formed yet. And we went there to see if Flat and Scruggs were still playing. Yeah. And we didn't know. There was yeah. no internet. There was no advertising in L.A. Come to the Grand Old Opry. You know, yeah. anything. It was all very different then. Yeah. And we got there on a hot August Saturday night, and it was sold out. Was this at the Ryman, or was it at the Hoppy Land? Uh, at, the, at the Ryman, 1965. Wow. And uh, it was hot August, sold out, but we went to the back windows that were up, the north windows. Yeah. Because it was no air conditioning in the building. Yeah. Right. And I looked in the window, and I said, Bill, Bill, my brother, <laughs> Flat and Scruggs are on stage. This is amazing because I, I, I'd never seen them live. Yeah. And Lester goes, well, we'd like to, Earl and I would like to bring out Mama Maybell Carter to do the Wildwood Flower. Wow. And the place went nuts. Yeah. And it was, it was wonderful. I said to my brother, I've got to meet him. I've got to record with him someday. <laughs> well, yeah. you did. And in 2004, Grammy winner for Best Country Instrumental, Earl's Breakdown, with special guest Earl Scruggs. Well, yeah, he played it. He played yeah. the lead. Yeah, I yeah. just played mandolin chops and stuff. But once again, go to your Facebook page, folks out there. It's the John McEwen, M-little-c-e-u-e-n, on Facebook. Music, John McEwen Music. It's easier to find me if you just put in Google yeah. Nitty Gritty John. Nitty Gritty John, yeah. <laughs> 
But this okay. Or John Nitty Gritty. Yeah, but this video of you picking that banjo, and your brother Bill made this wonderful film, and there's Earl Scruggs. Oh, you've seen that picture? Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, my brother shot on, on a Sony camera, a black and white. Yeah. He shot the night Earl came to see the dirt pan. Yeah. And wow. it was a magical moment, boy. And that's uh, on my website. Has a, yeah. A birthday celebration for Earl. Well, you know, that's part of the magic that happens here in what we love to call the Americana Music Triangle, where history made music. And music made history. Americana, and you were actually, you're pointing at me, but wait. I am go to AmericanaMusicTriangle.com to find out more about that, but I want to find out more about why were you pointing at me. So, we need, <laughs> I want to ask John oh, okay. about his show coming up at the City Winery. Now, before we do that, we also want to tell the listeners, Marshall McGall will be coming up after at eight fifty, yeah, or a little touch later, we're gonna have a special extended show tonight. But it's all gonna happen right here on American Central. It's Town. all good. Back to the City Winery, January the seventeenth. Americana, right. and it's time for you to get the scoop as you love to do. So, John, tell us a little bit about what's gonna go on at the City Winery and who's gonna be there. Who who's your special guest? January seventeenth. January seventeenth. Uh, yeah, uh, I've asked some people over the last month. Would you come? Want to sit in? I want to capture the essence of the Circle Be Unbroken album with a bunch of people that were influenced by it or that were familiar with it uh, really deeply. And the people are going to be Jim Lauderdale. You know yeah. that name, yeah. I believe. He's a big fan of the Circle album yeah. and has told me about when he first heard it. And Becky Buller, yeah. fiddle player extraordinaire. She's going to be known win contests and stuff. Uh, Larry Stevenson, he's a great bluegrass singer. Oh, yeah. He's probably, well, he's going to be playing the Jimmy Martin role. And uh, John Carter Cash is going, I want him to do one of his father's songs that Mm -hmm. is my favorite song. We recorded it on an album. I had him sing it with Anna Christina, who will also be there. Anna Christina's his wife. Yeah. And... Nashville's, Wonderful artist. Nashville's bass player, Mark Fain, one of the best in town. He's played with everybody. I, I say Nashville's bass player. I don't mean to offend the other two or three guys, but they're, you're all equally great. Uh, Barry Waldrop's coming up from Georgia to play the five-string banjo. Alabama, coming from Alabama with the banjo on his knee. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and Bill Kenner is here. Bill Kenner's my 45 years i've known this man and uh he's going to be joining on mandolin well john cowan somehow show up down there you think because cowan john cowan a great friend of ours here well he's shown up for me several times i haven't asked him Uh Uh there's no room on the stage Uh, (laughs) maybe i should ask him but uh anyway it's yeah uh, I i think there's somebody else but i can't remember who Oh, Dylan's going to be there. No, wait a minute. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Dylan, the plumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike Dillon. Well, you know, it's very interesting because one of the things that happened, and this is how you have transposed history, and this thing, uh, see if you remember who said this. I went to see Nitty Gritty Dirt Band in college at Gallagher Arena. A bunch of guys in the dorm pooled our monies together and threw in an extra buck a piece, to pay one of the guys to sleep out for tickets. We got front row tickets. We were having the time of our lives when during a fiddle solo, John McEwen leaped over 
the monitors, and passed the edge of the stage and landed in between John Mathiason and me. McEwen never missed a lick of that solo. That moment is forever etched in my soul. Who said that? <laughs> Garth Brooks. No way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he put that on the liner notes of one of his, of one of his albums. Yeah. 2012, I think it was. Well, how does it feel? You you probably asked uh, Earl Scruggs. How did it feel to me when I saw that? Well, when you jumped over the speakers and landed uh, there. Oh, I was just doing what I normally okay. do. <laughs> I was going to ask you, too. We have this one picture of early nitty-gritty dirt band days. Did you all always perform without shirts? No, that was one day. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Was that back in the jug band days? Or was that? that was after, post-jug band uh, it was that was 1976. That's and what was, it was that Bill? It your was brother's. T- my idea. brother took that in Aspen. Yeah, Aspen. Wow. We were looking for a new publicity photo. We yeah. had to do something. I remember you used to wear an all leather outfit. Yes, sir. That leather outfit can stand up by itself. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you lost it in 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 uh, Missouri. No, it's in it's in the it's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, it? Well, that's where you lost it. Yeah. That's, and did you play at one time? Did you play in concert or record with Doug Kershaw, the Raging Cajun? Oh, I played with Kershaw several times. Yeah, he's a he's a fun guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a lives in Colorado. Gosh, I haven't played with him, seen him for ten years. But yeah, nice of you to bring him up. Well, we have a wonderful friend who lives here in Columbia, Eric Apo, who uh, was Doug Kershaw's drummer for many years and a songwriter mm. himself. And it's just so neat to hear about Doug Kershaw. I met him one time in Musicians Union years ago, back when my father was going to get his checks, you know, Porter Wagner was there, and Doug Kershaw came out. Like yourself, he just, you feel like I have just met the man. Do you find people sometimes when they meet you, they just suddenly... They go silent, and they can't believe they're standing across from John McEwen. I uh, try and change that as quick as possible. <laughs> I mean, because I'm—I I know what they might be feeling. Yeah, but I, I don't think I deserve. I, I don't have near. Uh, Earl Scruggs was a real guy. He but, invented the style. He started playing it when he was eight years old. He affected millions of people. Yeah, and I emulated him, so I can't take credit for what people are admiring. Yeah, I do when it's my music, when it's Moonlight Dancing. Yeah, for instance, which is a tune I think I, I know. Yeah. yeah, this is a song I wrote for my wife. Yeah, as I watched her sleeping, and uh, can we play it on the radio? Uh, yes, you want to play it tonight? I would love it. We're gonna do that right now. But I want to ask you too: Did Earl or anybody you met that you had maybe? were speechless when you met them. Did they ever say, look? Earl. Yeah. As you, Ralph as you, Stanley. Yeah. And as you met them and talked to them more, did they say, look, don't be nervous, man. My hero was so-and-so. And I no, I, I just sucked it up a little bit. And yeah. so I, I said, well, M- Mr. Stanley, I'm really glad you know my name. He came up to me once yeah, at a festival. Ralph Stanley, and said, yeah. Hey, John McEwen, how's that five string doing for you? <laughs> nice. And I turned around. It was Ralph Stanley. Really good, Mr. Stanley. How do you know my name? He goes, well, you recorded that Clinch Mountain Backstep on that Uncle Charlie album. One of the songs that we had done that Les and I made sure we got on the record. And he wrote it. Yeah, said, that was the I biggest, love Ralph he, Stanley. He said that was the biggest royalty check I'd ever seen. 
<laughs> wow. Did so, you like Rank Stranger? Pardon? Rank Stranger, Ralph Stanley. Did you like his song, Rank Stranger? Oh, yeah, of course. Isn't it a great song? Yeah, my brother used to sing that all the time. Yeah. Well, we got this song right now that you wrote for your wife. It's called Moonlight Dancing. Yeah. And we're going to play it right here on Americana Central Time. John McEwen, our special guest, of course, Bill Kenner. Another special guest is here with us. And here's Moonlight Dancing for y'all. John McEwen right here on WKRM.
Jackson. John McEwen, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Did you play? I thank my wife for that because she made it pretty. Did you play many instruments on that? I played two guitars. Nice. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That song is lovely. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh-oh. Thank you. I do. I, I just love it. I was doing a radio show when it came out and some lady called the station and says, what's that song? Where can I get it? I want to get it and take take it home and take a bath with it. <laughs> I said, well, my number is... No, never mind. <laughs> well, now, you've done music for, like, so many of Steve Martin's NBC television specials. A couple of them. The footage, I like watching on YouTube and seeing you interact with Steve Martin on The Tonight Show and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, just the camaraderie. And you're a, are you a humorist yourself? You know, Steve Martin, he's known as a humorist, but now he's known as a banjo player and wonderful music he makes, bluegrass and all this kind of stuff. Have you ever been a humorist? Or did you consider a career in humor? Aha. Uh-huh. No? <laughs> okay, well, I have, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a lot of what I do on stage is, is uh, uh, try to make people laugh. Yeah. To make them happy. I like to tell them about where I've been, and usually that makes them laugh. Like, I, my wife and I took a trip to Germany, a river okay. trip. Okay. You know, and we stopped oh, at... Oh, what is river? Viking yeah, river on, cruise. Yeah, on a, on a like of Viking cruise. And yeah. it stopped at seven different towns. And one of the towns it stopped at, we're in Germany, it stopped at the town where the German shepherd was first bred. No way. Yeah, no way. That little town, German town called Offenbarken. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say? Offenbarken. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, Americana? I'm telling you. So, have you got a comedy tour in the works right now? No. Huh. But what I do is generally thought of as funny. I know. I don't. Have you ever, you've hosted some TV shows, or you've hosted the, the Wembley International I did, Festival. I did Nashville now 42 times, and Crook and Chase several times. And, yeah. And yeah. Tom Wopat, when the Nashville Network was happening. Yeah. And Porter Wagner and I did a few yeah. Together. So yeah. how long have you lived in Nashville? Uh, three years now. Do you okay. like it? Do you like it? Well, yeah. What's not to like? Uh-huh. I'm a native. Well, You're- are you a native <laughs> Nashvilleian? Yes. And yeah. so are you. I am. Yes. Yes. I love it. Now, the thing is, when we were talking before the show, the John was saying it, it's something about you. For how many years you used to travel here all the time? Cause oh, man, I came to Nashville for 55 years. Wow. Nashville before, was a I can't believe it. 55 place. years. Well, 50 years, because the Circle album, the first time here. And uh, now I don't have to ask for late checkout, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's like I like yeah. it. But Nashville's different now. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was. It it's was so different. Yeah, but it was different then, too. Well. <laughs> That's and it's true. It's going to be different but again. You know, one of the things about Nashville that never changes. It's different, yeah. Yeah. But also, that Bill Kenner, he always is here steadfast. Bill Kenner has not changed. I know. If I I can play a tape of him from 40 years ago, and he, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I just got back from... It's like, i got to tell you, when, <laughs> Let I, me see. when I first started flying with the Dirt Band, you know, John said, 
I sit in the back of the plane. It's the safest place to sit. <laughs> so if we crash, all the gas goes forward. <laughs> and I thought, my God, what a great deal. I always, always <laughs> in the back of the You don't remember that, but that's... I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I know it. That's where you said, I always sit in the back of the plane. So I always sit in the back of the plane with you, the very last row going, the seats don't go back. But if we crash, yeah. all the gas goes forward. Yeah, and the, and the doors up in the front of the plane get jammed together, and they won't open. Did and you the ever, tail will break off. I don't know how I brought that up, did, but I just remember. Did you ever was, think about writing John McEwen's Rules of the Road? I have a book called The Life I've Picked, which That's is right. which is about a lot of those things of traveling around on the road and raising six kids and being in a band of crazy people. Are you a grandfather too? I'm a grandfather with uh, nine grandkids and one great-grandkid. Wow. That's what I say. The How great- do you pick which one would be the greatest grandkid? There's only one. I know. That's why he's a great-grandchild. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I try to be a humorist, but it doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> well, now, we have had so much fun having you all here, and we're really excited about January the 17th. Me too. Yes. It's going to be at the City Winery in Nashville. Everybody's buying property in Nashville, and moving everything. Have you noticed that? Well, yeah. They haven't moved the station in yet, though. I know. They better <laughs> not. Isn't yeah. it amazing? It's really beautiful. It's like a little Christmas tree in the middle of the, the village, you know, when the when the Grinch tried to stop Christmas. But that little Christmas, well, the Christmas tree wasn't there, but the people were dancing around in a circle. And the station in remains this bonfire of <laughs> the real music. Of sanity. Yeah. But you have bonfire lit- of the sanities. Exactly. <laughs> you may want to try. Are you write a song about that? Maybe an instrumental. <laughs> now you are eating some of this country dumpling banana bread right banana now. Banana bread. The perfect perfect way to close out this evening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but before you do close out this evening, can you all play us one more song? You and Bill Kenner, would you like to play us one of these wonderful tracks you sent us at the end of the show? While y'all are. Winding your ways down the highways that wind and wander back home. Could you we'll play clear cut? I'm gonna play clear cut. For this you is right just now. banjo and fiddle. It's live, one take. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite bluegrass. All right, uh, three, three finger thing. Now, is this on uh, an album that people can find on the internet? Clear cut. Clear cut. John McEwen right here on Americana Central Time. Check this out, y'all. You will not. For the traditionalist out there. Yeah.
Man, clear cut. That is clear cut. Yeah, thank you. Now, who's playing the fiddle and the banjo then? Uh, I'm playing the banjo. Okay. I'm playing the banjo, and yeah. Phil Salazar, uh, yeah. California's greatest fiddle player, is playing the fiddle. Wow. He's taught a lot of people. He's a great teacher. He taught Gabe Witcher, uh, was one of his students, and, and Gabe's brother, I think. What's his brother's name? Oh, anyway. Have you ever played with the Rolling Stones? Yeah, Bill Wyman. Bill Wyman, that's bass right. Bass player. Yeah. Um, I got a call to come out and from Leon Russell calling me. On, I was on the road. He says, would, would, would you come out and play on the session I'm doing with Bill Wyman? I've already played my three licks. I need to get some <laughs> new ones. <laughs> he was always like that. Yeah, Mr. Russell was a friend from the first day we met in 1966. Wow. And I went out to Santa Monica and played on this Bill Wyman album. And uh, uh, I had to tell my mom, well, I, I, I think this is okay to say this. Okay. Mom... Don't you, you don't get this album. One of the songs is called Pussy, and it's not about his cat. All right. Wow. Well, yeah, you know. Cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, I'm embarrassed now. Well, that's the title. Of the, it's on the record. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And it's a uh, pussycat. No, right. It was a true, it's, a, it's factual. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. you, once again, will you be telling stories on this wonderful show that's coming up uh, January the 17th? In between. Yes. Okay. Yes, I got to do things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you think maybe someday, because as I showed you as you walked in this room, this photograph that you had autographed many years ago to someone who was here at WKRM. I didn't know that was here. It's until... been here for. When I came here, I said, wow, this is the place to be. Not only Delk and Mary Susan Kennedy, owner operators of this station, but. If John McEwen has autographed a picture that sits on the shelf, then this place is the vortex. All roads lead to Columbia. <laughs> Maybe and, it means I'm going to end up working here in a few years. Cool. Or <laughs> it could mean, would you come back again sometime? Yes, American I will. Center. Thank you. Man, oh, man. Well, I want you're, to, you're fun to have an interview with. Well, you're fun to have a chance to interview, and thank you for somehow making me feel comfortable enough to ask questions because I am an all. You oh. are a hero. Uh, you were a friend of my father's. You all did some TV shows together. And we did one TV show. Okay. This will let you know how what it was. Yeah. Tanya Tucker was one of the guests. All right. She was 13. All right. And she was doing, and I, hadn't, I hadn't heard the song Delta Don, but. You know, and yeah. it was at an amusement park. It was Mike Douglas show, I think. Yeah. And between, uh, between, we did camera blocking and set up and stuff. And there was a, like a two hour break. Yeah. And I said, Tanya, do you want to go on some rides? She goes, Yeah. And we went on two or three different rides together. It was really nice. fun. Wow. And it was, my daughter was at home and I didn't have a daughter on the yeah. road. And I could, I kind of borrowed Tanya for a while. Yeah. <laughs> have you talked to her recently now that she's in the Hall of Fame? Do you yeah. think you may record with her some project in the future, maybe? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. That would be nice. All right. Well, well, once again. I don't know. Go ahead. How can people, can they write you through your website? I mean, you may have people. Yeah, that they answer. can write me letters through the website. That's okay. one way. And. Then, uh, or Facebook. I don't respond to Facebook messages that much, though. But yeah, I do uh, if there are comments. Yeah, 
That yeah. That when I put up a post on Facebook, I saw a comment from you, and I was going like, "This is amazing." Oh, you know, uh, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Americana, <laughs> and I want to thank you with your connections for putting this together. This has been amazing. Well, we need to thank Lisa Crary, and yeah. she owns the spa in Leaper's Fork, and they give the best massages and wow. manicures. Yeah, the it's best a- manicure in Leaper's Fork. Wow. Yeah, I would but say so. But it's also the best in Nashville. Yeah. Now, one thing. And surrounding area. I would agree. As a guitar player and a banjo player. Yeah. How strong do your fingernails have to be? Because you use them as picks, don't you? They have to be very strong, yeah. Yeah. So do you get your nails done there? That's my nails on your microphone. Wow. John, do you get your nails done there? No, I do them myself. That's oh, cool. Wow. Have you ever, have you ever painted talent. your nails in various colors just as a, on a lark? <laughs> you don't want to talk about this. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Okay. <laughs> well, now, okay, moving on, y'all. Let's talk real quick about now the video. Where can the live stream be seen? Could, could you move over to the microphone? Tell us all about it. Uh, okay, it's what? Page. Tell us about it, John. This this wonderful. It's going to be on John's Facebook it's page. All, it's on there, and it'll be archived. You think you'll keep it up there? You're going to take it down as soon as you get home. <laughs> I'm, huh? jo- I'm joking. What video? You didn't know about a video. There's a video <laughs> <laughs> uh, on my Facebook. Apparently, let's put yeah. our clothes back on. John McEwen Music on Facebook. <laughs> cool. Or you can just Google John McEwen Nitty uh, John Nitty Gritty and then find me. Track me down. Yeah. John you can call, Nitty Gritty. You can call the highway department on Wednesday in Ohio and track down my rental car, and they'll send a car after me, and that might be a little, a little <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Never mind. Well, you know, you mentioned a song earlier tonight. At the very end of this show, long after you're gone, we'll be asking the question, Will the Soaker Be Unbroken? Of course, we'll play Mother Maybell and all y'all with Will the Soaker Be Unbroken, but... Could we play this song that Jimmy Martin said he didn't really know if he wanted oh, to sing? Oh, the Grand Ole Opry song, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one for me to go home on. Yeah. John McEwen, thank you for being here. Bill Kenner, thank you for being yes. here. Thank you, all thank you for being here. This has just been a, a big night. If I start crying right now, will you hand me a handkerchief? Yeah. Like I said to my mom, thanks for having me. For sure. And she <laughs> gave you this game up with your website name, johnmcewen.com. That's M-C-E-U-E-N. Here's John McEwen with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band off of the Will the Circle Be Unbroken album. Historic album, y'all, with Jimmy Martin doing a song about a grand old Opry on a Saturday night. Stay tuned. we got a tale from the back with Z with one and only Marshall McGall here on WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Come and listen to my story, if you will, I'm gonna tell About a gang of fellers from down at Nashville First I'll start with old Red Foley doing the Chattanooga shoe We can't forget Hank Williams with them good old Hussick Blue It's time for Roy Acuff to go to Memphis on his train With Minnie Pearl and Rod Brassville and Lazy Jim Day Turn on all your radios, I know that you will wait. Hear the little Jimmy Dickens sing, take an old cold tater and wait. There'll be guitars and fiddles, Earl Scruggs and his banjo too. Bill Monroe singing out the American Kentucky Blue. 
Ernest Tubbs number Two wrongs won't make a right At the Grand Ole Opry Every Saturday night There was Uncle Dave making his go-to sand club hat Cowboy Cope was singing tragic romance Signed, sealed, and delivered with Sam and Kurt McGee. And the master ceremony was the Mr. George D. Hayes. There was Lonzo and Oscar, a popping bubble gum. George Morgan singing, Candy Kisses, Yum Yum. Got a hole in my bucket, bringing in that Georgie Mill. We'll sing the sunny side of the mountain and dance to the chicken reel. Chubby wives There'll be guitars and fiddle Earl Scruggs and his banjo too Bill Monroe singing out the mark Kentucky blue Ernest Tubbs number Two wrongs won't make a right At the Grand Ole Opry Every Saturday night Wow, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band with Jimmy Martin right there on Americana Central Time, we got a word from our sponsors. And then we have got a phone call from Marshall McGon, the special edition, our Happy New Year world premiere, you know, the first show of New Year's here on 2024 on WKRM Americana Central Time with our special guest, the one and only John McEwen. Here's a word from our sponsors, and then we'll have a phone call from Marshall McGon on WKRM, y'all. From Mule Town, USA, this is WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Lions, the Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is folk singer Michael Jonathan, host of the Wood Songs Old Time Radio Hour, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio, WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. 
And we are back with Americana Central Time. Man, oh man, what a night. What a great start here at WKRM, Americana Central Time, Columbia, Tennessee for Americana Central Time. I want to say a very special howdy to Delk and Mary Susan Kennedy. And happy New Year to Delk and Mary Susan Kennedy, owner-operators of WKRM, WKOM, Front Porch Radio. Thank you all so much for making this a wonderful Happy New Year coming up here with having Americana Central Time on WKRM Sunday nights. And you know, Every Sunday night, every chance we have, we always love to have a phone call from Marshall McGall with a tale from the backward Z, one tale at a time. And tonight, of course, is no exception. Marshall McGall, I know you must be. Well, you've been out there on that telephone pole, just like Green Acres, for, oh, about at least 20 minutes hanging on, haven't you? Yeah, but I'm used to it, George. I I, got, I get up there and spend that much time every Sunday night. It gets a little windy sometimes, but uh, it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I tell you what, when I talked to you just a few minutes ago, you were saying that you've been listening to the entire show. Man, how about those stories that John McCune was telling? Yeah, that was something. I mean, that's that's stories that you would never hear, you know, if you weren't listening to your show. Well, that's um, for sure. Yeah, and that you, was pretty cool, yeah. You know, and there are stories that you would not hear unless you were reading tales from the backwards Z. This one of a book that Marshall McGall has written all about growing up in the goings on in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. And we call it one tale at a time because each week we love to have one tale from the tales from the backwards Z, this acclaimed, I'll call it a, a novel by Marshall McGall, the acclaimed writer, Marshall McGall. What is your first story of 2024 here? Tale from the back of Z on Americana Central Time, WKRM. My first story is going to be called The Elevator. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'll just jump right in here on it. And uh, So when, when Gene and I's oldest son, Mark, was about 10 years old, he developed a fear of elevators. And uh, so a little sidebar here, a little Mount Pleasant history. When I was growing up, the only elevator that was actually in a home in Mount Pleasant was a house called, uh, it was built by Mr. Room, who was the, in, in the 1900s, early 1900s, he was the owner of the first phosphate company to operate in Mount Pleasant called Room Phosphate. But, uh, and a lot of people still call it the Room House. It's right on the corner of Washington Avenue and Pleasant Street. An old house, you've probably been by it, George, but it's a, uh, but, but, you know, Hollywood actors had elevators in their houses, but we had a house in Mount Pleasant with an elevator, and I guess it's still in there. The house is still there. And, yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, but, but Mark was never in that house, so he didn't develop a fear there. But Gene and I used to go to Columbia a lot when when, uh, when Mark and my daughter Jessica McAldridge were kids, just before our son Jacob was born. And, and we would go to a store called Pig and Parsons right near the courthouse. I don't know if you remember that, George, if you were ever down in Columbia during oh, those yeah, days. But, yeah. uh, but uh, it was a real cool, an old store right there in one of these old buildings in Columbia. And they had one of those old-fashioned elevators in there that had, they actually had an elevator operator. And uh, when you got in the, the, when you got in the elevator, the operator would pull one of those things across the door that looked like jail bars before yeah. you close the main door you know what i'm talking about oh yeah uh, like a elevators back yeah. in the day yeah the young young pups have no idea what i'm talking about right now they just get in and push the button it closes but back in those days you uh-huh. close this first door then that's close that second door but i believe that's where his fear of elevators came from okay was uh, going in, the, in that elevator but uh, now every year back in those days and you'll remember this WKDF Rock Radio in Nashville would advertise the half-price fair at Municipal Auditorium. 
You remember okay, that? Yeah. Back in those days, but they, they did that every year. And uh, and uh, Gene and I used to go every year and, and uh, to get a good deal on something we thought we couldn't live without, you know. And, and this particular year we headed up there, we parked in the parking garage right there by Municipal Auditorium on the fourth level, which is the top level. Uh, we unloaded the kiddos and, and headed to the elevator. Since he had this, developed this fear, anytime we'd come upon an elevator, he would just lock up. Uh, you know, he didn't wait. <laughs> He didn't weigh a lot, but when he didn't want to go somewhere, he could get heavy. Uh-huh. And uh, so, so to get him on an elevator, we kind of had to slide him with his heels skidding, you know, to get in there. Uh-huh. And uh, and this, this day was no different. He locked he locked up right there on the fourth level. We didn't want to walk down those four flights of stairs, so I, I knelt down on, down on my knee next to him and assured him that, uh, that this father that he trusted would never put him in an unsafe elevator and explained to him that elevators only get stuck in the movies. And... After all, I was in my thirties at this time, and I'd, I'd I'd been on a hundred elevators and never had been stuck on one. So my my assumption was this would be a pretty uneventful ride. So <laughs> so he looked he looked me in the eye and he decided this day he could trust old dad. Slowly got on that elevator with us, and I pushed the down button. And and I've said this here on the show before, but I probably need to get hooked on up on video on these occasions so so you could show me with my right hand. You know, my right hand up there and my left hand on a Bible when I tell you this stuff. But uh, so you know I'm not lying. Right. But when that, when that elevator door opened, we were stuck halfway between floors. Wow. Uh, the, the, the second deck of the parking garage was about our eye level. And the first deck where we were trying to go was about a three-foot jump to get off. Wow. And, uh, and people waiting on the first level to go up could see, they could see Mark and Jessica because they were short kids, you know, but they could only see Gene and I from about our thighs to our feet, you know. So we're just standing there halfway in between. Now, this freaked Gene and I out, and, and we didn't even have a fear of elevators, not until this day at least. Uh, but to steal a line from old Charlie Daniels' song, uh, Mark let out a yell that curl your hair. You remember that song? And, and latched it onto my leg. Yeah. And, uh, so we really didn't know what to do, but there was a family standing on the first deck that had been waiting on the elevator so they could go up. And the guy offered up his hand to, uh, to us out of the elevator, and we handed Mark to the guy first, not because he was more important than Jessica, but because we knew he was coming out of that elevator somehow pretty soon. And, and we decided that a, a controlled handoff into the arms of a total stranger was better than him bailing out. We're afraid to get hurt. Uh-huh. So uh, then we handed Jessica to him, and, and, and then, then he helped Gene out. And I was like the captain of a ship. I came out last, and uh, I thanked the stranger. But now that's not the end of the story. Once we once we were out, this guy backed up about six feet and got a running start and jumped into this malfunctioning elevator. <laughs> and, and and they had a kid with him. It was him and his wife, I guess, had a kid with him. So. So uh, she handed the kid up to him, and then he reached out and grabbed her by the arm, kind of like a Klingon handshake on Star Trek. Uh-huh. You know, and he <laughs> he pulled her up into that non-functioning elevator, and now we can only see that guy from his thighs to his feet, you know, because he's halfway in between floors. But we heard him say, hey, man, this happens all the time. And he pushed that button, and the door closed, and all three of them just stood there nonchalantly as it closed. And Mark had settled down now, and he and Jessica were just staring at that door that had just closed with a puzzled look. And Gene and I looked at each other like, what the heck did we just see? Yeah. And, uh, well, we, we went to the half-price uh, half fair a few other years after that and bought whatever we came for. But when we left and got to the parking garage, we we always took the stairs from then on. And that day, we took the stairs to the fourth level. We probably would have taken the stairs up to, to – if it had been 20 levels, we would have walked it. We, there was no way – 
we were ever going to get back on that elevator. <laughs> and that's and that's the story of the elevator. All right, man, oh, man. One wonderful story of so many wonderful stories people are going to find in the Tales from the Backwards Z. This wonderful book by the one and only Marshall McGaugh. We had the country dumpling in here just, oh, about 20 or 30 minutes ago, Marshall McGaugh. She said she's got those books over there, and they're selling like hotcakes at the country dumpling across from the depot in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Where else can people find their very own copy of Tales from the Backward Z by Marshall McGaugh? And I'm glad to hear that, George. And if you remember, those are signed books at the country dumpling. Oh, yeah. Dumpling. I signed them when I was up there in the studio with you back in uh, November. So, uh, yeah. so they're officially they're signed. But, but anyway, uh, you can also get those at the Mount Pleasant Museum of Local History right there on the square in Mount Pleasant. Okay. And I always like to say it's a great place to visit, uh, even if you don't want to buy a book. Uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Books A Million, Apple Bookstore, anywhere that sells books online. Now, the Mount Pleasant, Columbia, if you don't want to buy a copy of any close, you know, in Murray County or the surrounding counties, the Mount Pleasant, Columbia Library both have a copy uh, that you can go uh, just check it out and read it. And uh, you can also go to marshallmcgall.com. I have a link there that, uh, that, that'll that take you right to Amazon to buy the book. You can get it in a hardcover or softcover, either one. Or you can get it in, like, Kindle or Nook if you like to read electronically. And I... And I mentioned the apple bookstore you can get it right there on your phone a lot of different ways to get it that's for sure either way any way you get it you're gonna love it tales from the backwards z by the one and only marshall mcgall and marshall mcgall we're looking forward to having you back again with us next week do you have you had any winter weather down there in pensacola where you now live over the past couple weeks we have got winter weather right now george it is cold out there how cold is it it is i'm gonna look at my watch right now it is 46 degrees now. In you Pensacola? Gotta you got to do it in Pensacola, right? And I've got a fire in my fireplace, but you got to yeah. do a little formula here because 46 here is different than 46 up in Columbia. Uh-huh. 46, 46 here is like minus 20 in Columbia. Yeah. So that's the way you got, that's the way you got to think about it. Uh-huh. So uh, it's especially this old boy that, that doesn't take cold weather very well. All right. Well, now people can, <laughs> you know, maybe it'll help to to get your fingers warm, maybe replying to people. Are they going to, you know, on the Internet, can people write you through your website and you can write them back? They sure can. They can go to, uh, I mentioned my website, MarshallMcGall.com. That's yeah. Marshall with two nails. And, uh, and I've got a link on there, that, and it says, Contact Us. Okay. And I'm us. And, you know, and, the good uh, thing is if they contact you, then maybe you, your fingers will warm up because you'll be writing, you know, and you'll probably be thinking, wait a minute, to keep myself warm during this winter in Pensacola, perhaps I should start working on Tales from the Backward Z, Part 2. I am working on Tales from the Backward Z, Part 2, as we speak. And uh, cool. Gene, Gene, Gene's been kind of riding me on it, too, saying, hey, i, I got to get that done. I've got all kind of notes and stuff. I've got, got a bunch of tales uh, I've just got a, I've just got uh, down on paper, but I'm working on it, and uh, I may even uh, one of these nights on this show maybe just do a little tease and, and throw one okay. of the tales <laughs> from the from tales from the backwards Z two that'll be coming up. All right, so uh, I sure will. <laughs> well, it sounds great, Marshall McGall. We think that Americana Ann will still be with us next week. Uh, she had to head out because it was getting past her bedtime. I know it's getting past your bedtime, maybe too. Uh, and, of course, this way you can get off the telephone pole and slide on down very carefully. Watch out for the splinters and maybe the ice and the snow on that pole all the way down. Yeah, you do, you do have to come down slower. But, you know, with ice and snow, uh, you can make a pretty big, uh, quick trip down that telephone pole. <laughs> sure can. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Marshall McGall. We will see you next week here on Americana Central Time on WKRM. Looking forward to it, George. All right. The one and only Marshall McGall with Tales from the Backwards Z. We got a commercial break right here. We're going to come back with a couple songs wrap up on Americana Central Time on WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Here's some words from our sponsors here. The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and carry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio 103.7 WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Well, howdy, y'all. This is George Hammond in the fifth. We've had a wonderful Americana Central Time show tonight here on WKRM, a wonderful way to kick off our 2024 season. Our engineer tonight for the live music was Nash Hamilton, who I happen to be related to. But I'm going to tell you what, he has got some music out that makes me want to play in his band. Got a brand new release here that's on all social media platforms. I'm going to play this song right now by Nash Hamilton, who helped us out tonight engineering the legendary John McEwen, along with Bill Kenner here on Americana Central Time. Here's the song Maslow by Nash Hamilton, available on all social media platforms and now debuting on WKRM from Porch Radio, Columbia, Tennessee.
Maslow by Nash Hamilton. You know, tonight we were asking the question, will the circle be unbroken? I think it's remaining unbroken. Nash Hamilton, of course, the grandson of George Hamilton IV, and he just happens to be the son of yours truly, George Hamilton V, so that circle is unbroken. We're going to close out tonight's show with uh, a version of Will the Circle Be Unbroken off of Will the Circle Be Unbroken, Volume 3. Folks, find out more about John McEwen. Just go to Google, say John McEwen, M-C-E-U-E-N, Nitty Gritty, because, of course, he's with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, one of the co-founders of the band. Find out about John McEwen. Find out about Will the Circle Be Unbroken, the original, and then Volume 2, and then Volume 3. Who knows? Maybe they'll let me squeeze in on Volume 4 sometime. We want to thank you all for tuning in to Americana Center Time. This is the closing song of Will the Circle Be Unbroken 3, and it features a wide cast of people, including Taj Mahal, y'all. Of course, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Man. This was produced, I believe, by Randy Scruggs, Earl Scruggs' son, along with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Thank you all for tuning in to Americana Central Time on WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Sweet dreams and sleep tight, y'all. Until we see you all again, stay tuned to WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Glory, hallelujah, when I lay my burden down. Glory, glory, hallelujah, when I lay my burden down. I was standing. By my window on a cold and a cloudy day, when I saw that hearse come along for to carry my mother away, will the circle be unbroken? Why? I could
good night Hide my sorrow When they laid her in the grave Will the circle be unbroken By and by, Lord, by and by There's a Back home then, my home was lonesome Since mama, she was gone All my brothers and sisters crying What a home, home so sad and long Will the circle be unbroken?